Oh yeah, it is time to bring it down with Rita. One thing that I see time and time again is that when it comes to taking action in your business, there's an awful lot of panic and not enough disco. And that happens because there are so many ways to do so many things. If you aren't intentional with your time, then you're gonna find yourself in this never-ending loop of doing the hustle. And the hustle, I mean, that's pretty old school. And while there's so much info on what you should do and why you should do it, barely anyone is showing you how to. So in these Break It Down episodes, I take a concept or a strategy and give you step-by-step instructions on doing it. A little bit of why, and a whole lot of how, and that is a promise. These episodes are designed to be focused and short so that you can implement it all today. Because we all know it is action that ultimately creates results. Get ready to get your groove on because it is time to break it down. Today, I am giving you the skinny on making decisions, but more importantly than that, taking decisive action. We talked about this in the last episode. Now, if you're new to my podcast, hello and welcome. My Break It Down episodes are slightly different than my other episodes. So this episode is literally just step-by-step how you can make faster decisions that drive action and move your business forward. What I'm not going into in this episode is the philosophy or the what or the why behind it all. However, you can go to last week's episode and listen to that. So last week's episode, I talked about, you know, the number one quality that I find that most successful people do all embody. And it is they make a decision and they take action on it. But more than that, they make a decision quickly and take action on it quickly. But that's not easy to do. A lot of times we belabor everything. We overanalyze, we overthink it, should I, shouldn't I? And that's because we're afraid. What if I made the wrong decision? What if I said yes when I should have said no? What if I said no when I should have said yes? What what if I shouldn't have done it instead of do it? What if I should have done it instead of not do it, right? We will belabor our decisions and then second guess the decision that we've kind of landed on so that we never actually make the decision and we're not taking action. And by the time we're finally ready, it's like the moment has passed or the opportunity has passed. So I went into why that happens and I went into a lot about what you can do to snap out of that habit, to really step into being the kind of person who takes decisive action, why it's so important, why it's so hard to do. So go back and listen to last week's episode. I even gave a pre-assignment for this episode. But this episode is really about the action. How do you take decisive action? When do you know when to say yes? When do you know when to say no? How can you do it in a way that feels confident and good to you, where you feel solid and secure in the decision that you made, but also in a way that allows you to take action? How can you actually take imperfect action? Because that was the piece we talked about last week. Decisive action requires imperfect action. Being decisive, making decisions, it goes hand in hand with imperfect action. So again, let's say this one more time. Really, last week's episode got so many replies. I got so many uh, messages and emails, especially DMs saying, 
oh my gosh, Rita, I am definitely not a decisive action taker. I really need to learn how to make faster decisions. I really do overanalyze. I think about things too much until the point of it's not fun anymore. I don't want to do it. And then they said, but Rita, what, what would really help is if I had kind of like a formula, like a flow chart. How do you know when to say yes? And how do you know when to say no? So we're definitely going to go into that in this episode. But let's hop in. You guys know these are short episodes. It's literally like step one, step two, step three, step four. Some things you can do right now. Other things you'll just have to do in the future. But grab your pen, grab your paper, and let's get ready to go. You know me, I always start with mindset. And that's why I gave you as a pre-assignment for this episode to really come up with your belief system, but specifically your belief system around what must be true to make all of this easier, to make making a decision easier, to say yes to something, to say no to something without second guessing, without doubting yourself, to be able to take imperfect action, to just start, to not worry about the finish. Everything we talked about last week everything that holds most people up from being successful, what would make it easier? What would make it easier that if I ask you, hey, do you want to do this? You very quickly know, should I say yes or should I say no? You would know within maybe a minute or two. Now, I'm not saying all decisions, guys. I'm not saying all decisions have to be made within a minute or two. But if you have a process, if you have a way, but if you have a mindset that will make implementing that process easier. That's where the magic really starts. That's where everything begins. So we talked about what has to be true in order to make this okay, to make implementing a a formula for making a decision and then making the decision and then taking the action easy. So these are things like everything puts me where I need to be. If you 100% believed that no matter what happened as a result of doing something, that you ended up exactly where you're supposed to be, it'd be a lot easier to say yes or no to something, right? Because it wouldn't matter where you ended up. If I said yes, I end up exactly where I need to be. If I say no, whatever happens puts me exactly where I need to be. So that's what I mean. What mindsets, what belief system, what must be true to make this easier? So things like everything puts me where I need to be. Everything makes me more. Nothing makes me less. Everything is working in my favor. Nothing is working against me. The universe is conspiring for me, putting me where I need to be. No one pays attention to what I'm doing. Nobody notices what I'm doing. People are forgiving. Right? If, if all of these beliefs were true, if you 100% believed these, wouldn't it be so easy to just take any action? Wouldn't it be so easy to make any decision? Because you know, no matter what I do, people are forgiving. No matter what I do, no one's really paying attention to me. No matter what I do, everything's making me more. No matter what happens, right? I'm right where you need to be. So if you didn't do that, that's the place to start. Write down a couple of thoughts, and then you can come back and revisit this. But write down a few beliefs that you must embody in order for this to be easy, in order for you to do everything else we're going to talk about. And then, of course, like anything, you can't just put those beliefs away in a drawer. You're going to have to pin them up somewhere where you can see them all the time, where you can read them out loud, look at yourself in the mirror and say them, record yourself saying them, and play them over and over, just like any other affirmation 
that you're using because that's where your mind won't be able to like realize, wait a minute, we don't really believe this (laughs) because eventually saying it over and over, you will. So write them down, but don't put them away. It is the foundation for you to be able to do everything else we're going to talk about on this episode with ease. So now that we've got that mindset down, I want you to answer a question. So the first question I want you to sit down, think about whether you have to pause it and you can um, come back to this episode, whatever you need to do. I'd rather you do that than not do it at all. But I mean, obviously, if you're driving, (laughs) please don't unless you pull over. But the first question that I want you to answer is where am I resisting jumping into something? Where am I holding myself back from just starting? So A way that it can be easier to answer this question, I mean, you might know one thing off the top of your head. You might be like, I am not going live and I want to go live, or I am not doing stories and I said I want to do stories. So you might know one or two things right off the top of your head, but I really want you to go deeper and know exactly where it is that you're not showing up. So I want you to say, where am I resisting jumping in? But a sub-question of that is, what's really easy to jump into? Because we can find patterns and threads for why certain things are easier for you to just say yes to, jump into, start, and why other things aren't. So what is easy for you to just jump into with no hesitation? What kinds of things, what kinds of tasks, what kinds of hobbies, what kinds of events, what kinds of whatever are easy for you to just go up? Yep, sure. I'll try that. I'll give that a go. I'll give that a whirl. No problem. Maybe it's eating a certain kind of food. Maybe it's attending a social group. Maybe it's doing a clubhouse room. I don't know. But what things are really easy for you to just take action on without overanalyzing, without thinking? What kinds of areas are easy for you to make decisions around or about or on? So take a few minutes and jot that down. But then do the opposite. What's not? Where do you know that you really put the brakes on? When someone's like, hey, do you want to? You're like, oh, man, it takes me forever to decide. I had somebody the other day say, whenever people say, do you want to be in a summit? So like an online summit, whenever people say, do you want to be an expert in an online summit? They're like, Rita, I just can never decide. I'm like, do I, don't I? Is it a good opportunity? Is it not? I don't know. So that would be one thing that this person would write down that's not easy for them to just decide or jump into or take action on or be okay walking away from it. And then for the things that you're like those one or two areas that jump to your head, to the front of your mind, the things that you're not taking action on, I want you to ask yourself what you're afraid of. And here's an example. And I've shared this in a podcast episode before. Back as a dating coach, people would always say to me, Rita, I don't want to online date. I'm afraid of online dating. And I'm like, no, no, you're really not. And they would say, no, Rita, yes, yes, I really am. And I said, no, no, because you're thinking about doing it. The things we're really afraid of, they don't even pop into our head until something like this, right, when I have to talk about it. And I've given this example before. I'm terrified of heights and jumping out of planes. I'm not thinking, man, maybe I should jump out of a plane, but I'm scared to do it. It's like, no, it never, ever, ever comes into my mind at all ever. So the things that we're truly, really afraid of, we're not wondering if we should do them or not. Like our our mind has decided, no, Rita, you're not jumping out of a plane. And so we're never going to think about that. So when people would come to me and say, I'm afraid of online dating, I'm like, no, no, <laughs> no, you're not. 
Instead, you're afraid of what would result from online dating. The fact that you're thinking about online dating means you're not afraid to do it. You're afraid about what could happen if you do it. And the minute you allow yourself to identify the real fear is the minute that you can put a mitigation plan in place to avoid whatever it is that you're afraid of, right? Like if you're afraid that nobody will email you or that you're afraid that, you know, you'll be rejected or you're afraid of whatever, then you can go, well, how can I, what plan can I put in place? So if this happens, I'm not really impacted by it or to avoid it from happening. So that's what you have to do here. Maybe you said, I know I should do a webinar, but I'm really resisting doing a webinar. I'm afraid of a webinar. Like, Or it might not be, I'm afraid of a webinar. It might show up like this as an excuse. Nobody does webinars anymore. Nobody comes to webinars anymore. Nobody likes those. But you'll have some excuse that's stopping you from taking action, right? So whatever that is, I want you to go, wait, what's the truth? What's the real thing? Why am I really resisting this? What am I really afraid of? And again, it's always usually, I say always usually, (laughs) always usually, what will result from doing the thing? So in this case, it's going to be what would result from doing the webinar. And it's always seems like, what if nobody registers? What if nobody shows up? What if I don't know what I'm talking about? What if I say the wrong thing? What if tech hiccups? What if, what if, what if? What if somebody says something bad about me? What if somebody doesn't like something that I did, right? Like, once you know what those real fears are, then you can put the mitigation plan in place. So that's the first place to start. What is super easy for you to take action on and move forward on and decide uh, with no overanalyzing, no hesitation, what areas, what categories, what types of things, what types of situations, then what things are not, right? And maybe start finding like some threads or some patterns about why that might be so that you can take what is and use some of those same things, those same mindsets and actions towards what's not. But then for the bigger things you know you're resisting, I want you to to really ask, what am I truly afraid of? And answer and try to start, you know, identifying those things because that's the problem we really need to solve. And like I said in the last episode, oftentimes people are solving for the wrong problem and that's what holds you up. So that's the first place to start. Okay. And now the next, because we're ta- where we're starting right now, then at the end of this, guys, I'm going to give you a formula. You asked for a formula and I have the decisive action formula and I'm going to give it to you. But first we have to, ha- we have the mindset about just being able to take action, imperfect action. And so now we've identified what makes it easy for me to take action and what, what makes it a little more difficult. And here are just some other tips or things to keep in mind that makes taking imperfect, messy action where you're not sure what the next step is, you're not sure if you're going to do it well, you don't know what the outcome is going to be, that makes it easier. So things like, I don't have to do it all, I just have to do it 10%. I mean, some of you have heard like, you've got to 10 times it, you've got to make it bigger, you've got to do more. No, you can actually do less than your idea. And that's totally okay, too. Um, A lot of times people think they have to do the whole thing all at one time. They have to, when they have a decision, it's like, or when they have an idea in their mind, it's like, I have to do it. I have to do it all. And I have to do it all right now. I saw this with clients a long time ago when I first started who were like maybe looking at LinkedIn to put up a profile on LinkedIn or to work on the resume or something like that. And what they would say is, well, Rita, I don't have five hours. I haven't done it because I don't have five hours to sit down and like do it, right? And I'm like, okay, cool. Except you don't have to sit down and do it all at one time. 
what is the first 1% of that? What's the first 10% of that? What can you do to just start it and move it forward? And they're like, oh, wait, no, like if I start my resume, I have to sit down and do my whole resume at one time. And what was happening is they were never doing their resume because they were looking at the 100% and getting it all done. But the minute they allowed themselves permission to just move it forward by 10%, it might be like, oh, okay, well, 10%. Today I could sit down and write my title. Today I can sit down and write my first objective profile. Or today I can sit down and do whatever but it's whatever 10% of their 100% was. What they found is in small increments over time, moving it forward, although it felt like, well, that'll take forever, Rita. That, that's kind of what always came up. Rita, that'll take forever if I'm just doing 10% here, 5% there, 1% there. It's gonna take forever to get it done. But they weren't seeing the truth. The truth was it was taking longer because they weren't doing anything. (laughs) And they weren't doing anything because they felt like they needed a huge chunk of time and energy and commitment to do it all. So by thinking, well, if I sit down and I just do it all, it'll get done quicker. But then they were never doing it. So it was actually faster and more efficient for them to do 10% here, 5% there, 1% there. So for the thing you just kind of identified, the main thing that you are resisting, that main thing you're resisting, and now you've identified the real reason why. What are you afraid of if you actually do that thing? And now you've started putting into place little plans to mitigate those fears. Now I want you to say, well, what's just the first 10%? Here's everything that's required to move this thing forward, but here is what the first 10% is. And that's all I have to commit to. And that's all I have to do. And then the next thing that will make it easier is to put a time limit around it. Okay, so I know what the first 10% is. It's going to be to do my objective paragraph. We'll stick with the LinkedIn kind of concept. To do my objective paragraph. Okay, great. Now you have to give yourself a time limit for it. Okay, well, I just have to do it by the by the end of the day, right? So the first thing is give yourself a deadline. You have to enforce urgency around it for you to do it. But then I want you to cut that deadline in half (laughs) because a task will always expand to fit the container it's given. If you tell yourself something has to be done and you have to have it by a certain time and you really honor that, you'll always get it done by the time you need to get it done by. So in this case, the objective profile, and it's like, okay, that's my 10% of my 100%. I'm going to get it done by the end of the day. Never mind, my day is only four hours. So I have until the end of the day, and today I'm only giving myself four hours. In fact, if you do this in general, people are always like, Rita, how is it that you have built your business and you do everything you need to do and you do it in like 25 or 30 hours a week? My true answer is that I only give myself 25 or 30 hours a week to do it. When you give yourself only a certain number of you know, hours in a day, but you have to do these things and they're non-negotiables to do, you will figure it out. You will do it quicker. You will do it faster. You will do it uh, like the messy draft. You will have more people that you're delegating to. But the only way you'll ever be okay doing that or step into doing that is if you only give yourself that much time to do it. So I want you to cut your day in half in general. Instead of an eight-hour day, work four hours in a day, but still say you need to get done everything you need to get done. And then you'll figure out how, what really needs to get done, what doesn't really need to get done. If it's impossible for me to do everything that needs to get done in four hours, how do I make it more efficient or delegate it, right? But in this case, it's like, okay, 100% is my full LinkedIn profile. 10% of that is my objective paragraph. 
okay, well, I'm only going to give myself the day to get this objective paragraph done, but my day is now four hours, so I have to have this objective paragraph done by 12. And then whatever it is that gets done, you can go back and make it better later. You can make it more excellent later, but you have to have your dirty draft done by then. Does that make sense? So we also kind of talked last time in the last episode, so I'm not going to go into these areas too much, but just sell it first. Do it first. Put the put yourself on the hook. So we just talked about creating a sense of urgency. But what if you were obligating yourself or putting yourself on the hook to do something? That's the idea of selling a program before it's created. Putting up a sales page, giving a description of what you know you want the program to be. Putting it out there, selling it. Even if it's just one person who buys it, now you're going to keep showing up to sell it because you don't want them to be the only person if it's, let's say, a group coaching program. But more than that, now you've got to create it. Even if it's something only one person can do, somebody bought it. Congratulations. (laughs) Somebody purchased a thing. And now you're going to have to show up and follow through on it and create it. And you're going to figure out how. So have people register for an event before you've started planning the event. Have people register for a program or buy a program before you start creating it, right? So do it first and then figure it out later. And what makes all of this piece easy? And then I'm going to go into an actual decisive action formula. But what makes this all easy is if you have a purpose that's bigger than you. And we've talked about this before. Purpose that's bigger than you. Because I'll tell you what, like Rita left to Rita's own devices is sitting on the couch and watching Netflix all day, every day. That's what Rita left to Rita's devices would do. Like, to be honest, right, recording this podcast episode, I'm in the middle of a really good show on Netflix right now, guys. <laughs> it's the weekend. I'm watching a good show on Netflix. Rita left to Rita's own devices. If this was just about Rita, Rita wanting to put out a podcast for Rita's sake, Rita wanting to hear herself talk for Rita's sake, Rita getting a boost of ego or some validation from this for Rita's sake, uh-uh, I'm staying on that couch and I'm watching Netflix. But because it's not for Rita's sake, This is so much bigger. This is about giving people information they need to make their dreams happen. And not only that, but the ripple effect that will happen when they step into that, when you step into that. If you hear something here that allows you to make a decision and that decision moves your business forward, which allows you to impact more people and allow them then to impact more people, I can ripple effect that out in a huge way. This isn't about me. This is about you. It's a bigger purpose. There, you know, my life's mission is to do all the good I can for as many people as I can as often as I can. And I have to remember that it's not about me. I'm here on this life to live out a bigger purpose. And when you remember that and you remind yourself of that and you get excited about it and you energize around it and you tap into the joy of it, oh boy, is it hard to not do it. It's the idea of I want to do this, not Rita left to Rita's own devices. It goes like this. I have to record a podcast episode. I've got to go. I have to. I have to record that podcast episode. When it's about something bigger, a bigger purpose, it's I get to, I want to, I'm excited to go and record that podcast episode because dot, 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 all of the ripple effects that I have now emotionally connected with. So 
To be able to take imperfect action, and then I'm going to give you the decisive action formula, to be able to take this messy, imperfect, just start it, don't be attached to the end result, right, kind of action that's needed. So once you've made a decision, you have to be okay jumping into the action right away. So we're starting with what makes it easy to jump into the action right away. You have to have that belief system of what needs to be true to make that easy. Then you have to know, where am I not jumping in? Where am I? What makes it easy to jump into something? What makes it difficult? How can I change the things? How can I use more of the habits, the lessons, the mindsets out of where it's easy and infuse those into where it's not? What am I really afraid of? How can I solve the right problem? And then once you do that and you know what you want to move forward and you've tapped into all of that, what's 10% of that? I just need to do 10% and I need to create some urgency around it. So I've got to smack a deadline on it. And then I'm cutting that deadline in half. And I'm doing all of this because there is a purpose that is bigger than me. Okay, those are the mindsets, the practices, the exercises, the things that will make the action piece of this easy. But let's go back and let's talk about deciding, because that's once you've decided that you want to take the action, once you've decided that you want to do it. But how do you decide? And this is not this is like if somebody presents an opportunity to you. Do you want to be on my podcast? Do you want to? And guys, If you want to be on my podcast for a live coaching episode, especially around this topic, please immediately email me at Rita at RitaMamieDoIt.com. My next episode is actually a live coaching episode. And as of, you know, the date that I'm recording this, I actually don't have anyone for that episode. And I live coach someone through taking action, making decisions, everything we're talking about right now. But Let's say that somebody gives you an opportunity. Do you want to speak here? Do you want to go to this networking event? Would you like to be in this summit? Do you want to be on this podcast? Do you want to start a podcast? Do you want to contribute to my book? Do you want to moderate my clubhouse room? Do you want to be a guest expert over here? Do you want to join this community? We are faced with a million decisions every day, but especially around our business and opportunities for our business. So that's what we're looking at. But it's also when you have an idea, should I? Should I create a retreat? Should I create this program? Should I write a book? (laughs) Should I start a podcast? So all of these ideas that you have that you're contemplating, but also all of these opportunities that you're given, how do you know if it's a yes or no? And how can you do that in a quick, fast way? Well, I am going to give you a decisive action formula. It's a three-part decisive action formula. Each part is going to take you figuring a few things out. So I'm going to give you the the three-part formula, talk you through each piece, but by the end of it, you're going to have a quick way to make decisions. The first piece is around your ideal day. So that means you need to know before we can get into the formula, I'm just going to tell you some things you have to clarify. You have to know what your ideal day looks like in detail, in specific, extreme detail. Where are you? What are you wearing? Who is around you? What are you doing? What skills are you using? What strengths are you utilizing? What words are coming out of your mouth, right? What food are you eating? I mean, as much detail as possible. How are you spending all the hours in your day? What what kinds of things are you doing in your business? What kinds of people are you around, right? What's lighting you up? How are you looking? How are you feeling? Where are you working from? Like, as much detail as possible is going to be necessary for you to execute on this decisive action formula. So take a little bit of time. You can hit pause if you need to. Write a lot of that out around your ideal day. 
The next thing you have to get clarity around are what are your immediate kind of 90-day goals, your short-term goals. So whatever those are, it could be, hey, these are the three key things that I'm really trying to achieve this quarter. Now, if you've never heard me talk about power sheets, just go back a couple episodes, just look through the titles uh, and find some around setting goals, power sheets. I talk all all kinds of ways till Sunday, guys, all kinds of ways around how to clarify 90-day goals. If that's something that you're struggling with and you're like, Rita, I want to use this decisive action formula. I get it. I just don't know what my 90-day goals are. Email me. Let me know. I have a couple of ways that you can figure that out. But you have to be clear, just like you have to be clear on your ideal day for this to work. You have to know what your short-term 90-day goals in your business are in like a specific way. It might be to get a speaking engagement. It might be to be fully booked with a waiting list. It might be to start a podcast. Whatever your, your goals are, have a handful of them, but know what they are. And then the final thing you have to be clear on are what are your priorities? And we've talked about this before in terms of what are your priority ways to be spending time in your day as a business owner. And this really depends on the phase of business you're in. If you are in a revenue generating phase of business, a business building phase, meaning I'm not making the money I want to make, I need to make the money I want to make, you are in a business building phase. This becomes important because you need to fill your day with business building activities, which really are just a few things. Networking, online or offline, public speaking to groups, associations, organizations, or doing your own events, your own Facebook lives, not pre-recorded lives, anything that's interactive, and working a vendor table or exhibitor table at an event and having sales calls, okay? Now, if you are making the money that you want to make, then you're in a marketing and you've kept it consistent. I think that's the other thing. If you are making the money that you want to make, and you've kept it consistent for at least six months, then you're in a marketing phase and you really need to be filling your day with pipeline creation activities. So the marketing activities, brochures, um, writing articles, uh, having a podcast, uh, writing a book, like doing a blog, writing a blog. Um, there are a lot more that I'm just blanking on right now. But marketing activities, if you are in a marketing phase of business, pipeline creation activities, as opposed to revenue generating activities. So that's what we're talking about for priorities. So know what phase of business you're in and know what the activities are that are associated with that phase of business. So if you have clarity on these three things, your ideal day, your 90-day goals, what phase of business you're in, so it helps you with your priorities, now you've got what you need for this decisive action formula. So let me show this to you. Let's say that someone says, hey, do you want to contribute a chapter in my book? That seems to come up a lot. People who are doing these like compilations and collaborations in a book and they're like, hey, do you want to co-author a book with me? 82 of us are all going to write a chapter and then we're all going to market the book and it's going to be great. And you're like, ooh, I've always wanted to be like a published author, but I don't really have time to write my own book. And I don't know, should I do this? There's a lot going on right now, but this sounds like a great opportunity. I don't know. Perfect example of how to use this decisive action formula. The first question that you would ask yourself is, is doing this in alignment with my ideal day? Is this how I would be spending my time in my ideal day? I'll tell you that for me, writing is not. I love writing. 
but it's not how I would spend my ideal day. I love speaking a lot more. Speaking is how I would really be filling my ideal day. Writing is actually pretty difficult for me. I'm good at it, but it takes a lot of effort, a lot of focus, a lot of stress. Like it, it takes a lot of energy that I have to conjure up to be able to do this, right? To be able to write. And so for me, writing a book or writing a chapter for somebody else's book, that's not in alignment with how I would spend my ideal day. Writing is just not in there. When I really think about what would make me feel joyous to do and spend my time doing, it's not writing. So right there, for that reason, in my analysis, the answer is no. If something is not in alignment with my ideal day, why would I do it? Now, I'm not saying that every single task you do in your business is going to be in alignment with your ideal day. Okay, there are a lot of things I have to do in a day that's like on its own. I don't like troubleshooting a newsletter or fixing a link or something like that, right? But I like wh where that gets me. I like the bigger thing that I'm doing that that's a part of. Okay, so we're talking higher level here. So back to this example, it's kind of like, in my world, no, this is not how I would be spending my time writing. No. But for you, it might be. But if the answer is no, to, to the, this is not what I would be doing in my ideal day, then the answer to doing this thing should be no. You are building a business to support your life, remember? Your business needs to be built around the life you want to live. If you do not plan for your life first, and then build your business around it, you are never going to have a sustainable business. You might have a successful business, but it's not going to be sustainable. So we want to make sure that everything that we're doing, our business model, the things we're doing in our business, support the life we want to live. And that means doing the kinds of things that are in my ideal life, spending my days the way that I would be spending my days, utilizing the skills that I want to utilize, doing the things that bring me joy. And the writing piece just doesn't. So my answer would be no. Okay? All right. But let's pretend it's yes so that we can move through the formula. So yes, let's pretend it's yes. So obviously we now know, number one, the first question you ask around the thing you're thinking about doing or the opportunity you're given is, is this in alignment with my ideal day? Is this in alignment with my ideal day? If it's yes, awesome. You move on to question two. If it's no, the answer should be no, or at least no for now. So what is the second question? The second question is, does this advance one of my 90-day goals? Does this thing move forward? And it can be a little indirectly, but mainly directly. Does this advance or move forward one of my 90-day goals? So let's say my 90-day goals are to get clients. Then yes, writing a book or writing a chapter in a book could be a way that I get a client. So let's say that it's yes, I do. This is how I would spend my ideal day writing. Okay, check. Now I'm on to the second question. Does this advance my 90-day goals or at least one of my 90-day goals? Let's say one of my goals is to get clients. Yes, this could advance my goal. Let's say one of my goals is thought leadership. Yes, this could advance that goal. Or visibility. Yes, this could advance my goal. Okay, so it passes muster on question two. If it didn't, guess what? The answer is no. If it's like, well, no, right? This doesn't help me do any of that. Then the answer to doing the thing is no, or at least no for now. But we know right now, this example, it's past both, right? Number one, yes, it's in alignment with my ideal day. Number two, yes, it's moving my 90-day goals forward. So question three is, is this the most efficient, effective 
way to move it forward? Is this a priority for me right now? So really what you're answering is, is this a priority for me right now? Is this the most efficient, effective way? It's like all the same question. So in this example, if I was in a revenue generating phase of my business, meaning I need to be filling my day networking, speaking, vendor tables, and sales calls because I'm in a business building phase and not a marketing phase, then writing a chapter for a book, that's a marketing activity. That's not a revenue generating activity. And so I would have to be like, no, it's not a priority for me right now. So guess what, guys? My answer would be no. And if you're like, oh, I don't know, maybe it is a priority, right? Then it's, is it the most efficient, effective way to reach my goal? Is putting a chapter in a compilation book the most effective way to get a client? No. Is it the most effective way to establish my thought leadership? No. Is it the most efficient, effective, fast way to build my vi- my visibility? No. There are better, quicker, faster ways. It's like when someone says, well, Rita, one of my goals is to make $5,000 a month. And yes, writing a, an ebook, writing an ebook is in alignment with my ideal day. I love writing. Okay, cool. Check. And Rita, yes, writing an ebook definitely moves that goal forward to making $5,000 because when people buy the ebook, I'm going to make money. Okay, cool. Now, is writing the ebook the most efficient, effective, fastest way to make that $5,000? And it's like, well, no. I mean, I'll be selling it for $19. It would be faster if I just went and signed a client for $5,000 as opposed to selling however many ebooks I need to to make $5,000 or sell, sign two clients for 2500 as opposed to selling how many ever ebooks I need to make $5,000. So no, it's not the most efficient, effective way. And also in that example, it's not in the right phase of business. If they're in a revenue generating phase, we just said writing a chapter is a marketing activity. You see what I'm saying? So this is your decisive action formula. The opportunity that you're being given, the thing you're thinking about doing, ask yourself these questions. Is doing this in alignment with my ideal day? If so, the answer is move to question two. If the answer is no, the answer is no. But if it's a yes, cool, now we're on to question two. Is this advancing my 90-day goals? If the answer is no, or if it's so indirect, then the answer is no to doing the thing. But if it's a yes, cool, now we move on to question three. And question three is, but is this a priority for me right now? Meaning, is this in the right phase of business? And is this the most efficient, effective way to move forward my goals? And if the answer is no, it's not in the right phase of, it's not an action that aligns with the phase of business I'm in, or it's a no, this is not the most efficient, effective way. There are faster, better maybe more scary, maybe more difficult, but there are are definitely better, faster, more effective ways to reach my goal, then the answer is no. If your answer is yes to all three questions, yes, this is in alignment with my ideal day. Yes, this is moving my goals forward. And yes, this is a priority because it's the right phase of business. This action aligns with the right phase of business. And it's the most efficient, effective way to move these goals forward. Then cool. Congratulations. The answer is yes. So once you know, you know, that the answer is yes, then we talk into actually taking that first step into that imperfect action. And that's everything we talked about at the beginning of this episode. So there we go, guys. There's your decisive action formula. Type it up. Type those three questions up. Print it out. Put it where you can see it. Write it out. Put it where you can see it. Start using it. 
filter all of these opportunities and ideas through it. Think about opportunities you said yes to where it ended up that you should have said no. Filter like retroactively through this formula and see if you would have come up with a different answer. But write these out, post them where you can see them, and then let me know. Take a photo, send it to me, email it to me. Rita at Rita Mimi Do It. Tag me online at Rita Goodrow on Instagram, on Facebook. I'll share it. I'll, I'll cheer you on. I'll celebrate you. If you're having trouble working something through this formula, message me and let me know. But I promise with this formula, you will be making decisions faster that truly move the needle forward in your business in a way that is getting you to your goals and making it easier to take imperfect action. So catch me next week on another episode when I live coach someone through this whole process about leaving perfection at the door, doing something and starting to take imperfect action on it, creating the belief system we've talked about, working through a decisive action formula, and I'll catch you then. Have a great week, everybody. Bye. Hey, before you go, thank you for listening to my show. I hope that you enjoyed this episode. Please take a minute to subscribe to the show on Apple Podcasts or wherever it is that you get your podcasts and leave a review. It'll only take you a second, but it will help other people discover the Rita Mimi Do It show. And my goal is to share this business boosting and life-changing content with as many people as possible. In fact, because I value your time so much, every month one reviewer will win a free coaching call with me. So if you want to get laser focused and go all in on the results that you most want in your business, then leave a review now. And then head on over to readamimidoit.com where you can find the show notes from today's episode.